0: Welcome back to another episode of the Agency Hour podcast, and today's episode is very special. We are joined uh, by a special guest all the way from California, across the country. Uh, We have Kevin Caskella, and uh, he is here today to talk about um, his business, entrepreneurs, how he helps other entrepreneurs in his industry, um, and just all things uh, uh, business and himself. I'm also joined... um, as most of you already know. uh, My name is Levi, I'm the host, and I'm also here with uh, Emily Baer. Hi. And uh, Kevin, how's it going, man?
1: Hey, guys. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for that introduction, Levi. Yeah, it's uh, it's going well, and thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, why don't you go ahead and um, introduce yourself, tell the people what you're about, what you're doing, um, and uh, what's going on in the world.
1: Sure. So since uh, you guys talk about business and marketing and, uh, you know, all kinds of topics around that, I think I'll stick with sort of that angle of my story. So it'll be relevant to what we're talking about. Um, So, yeah, I I actually started out uh, my business career, um, I would say, back at eight years old because I uh, was a competitive swimmer and I started Mm -hmm. like doing that at, at eight years old. And it just became my absolute passion. And I, I just I did that for a really long time, all the way through school. Uh, I was compet- competing in swimming. And then I got done with school. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I ended up working in the corporate world for a few years and didn't enjoy that at all. Um, and I always wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know what it was going to be. But I had all this background in swimming and fitness. And I was like, I got to do something with that. That would be fun. So I got laid off and I was like... Hmm. Like what, what could I do that would be fun that I would actually enjoy? Like I didn't enjoy the cubicle work and having a boss that has a boss and like all this structure, this bureaucracy structure. Right. And so, uh, yeah. So anyway, I got, uh, I decided to start doing some personal training and swim lessons. And obviously there wasn't like a ton of money in that, but it was something that I started really enjoying. And then I took that, um, that idea of, just swimming and fitness. And I brought it online. So I started two websites. One was a personal training site and the other was a swimming, uh, just basically swimming site. And, um, I ended up kind of like, at some point I realized I had a niche in the swim, whole swim lesson thing. I was teaching adults, uh, swimming and a lot of them were training for triathlons, like swim, bike, run races. And yeah, so I I called my site, try swim coach Dot com and uh, it started with just an ebook, kind of like a PDF file with some tips and workouts and things like that, and then that turned into an ebook, and then that eventually turned into a DVD, and then that turned into a membership website. So now it's still there. I still run it, and it's uh, people join and they get all of our like all the videos and everything they need to train for a swim for a triathlon. So that really was my kind of my start in this whole thing uh, of online business. And, and then along the way, um, I was not, uh, trained in programming. I was not trained in design. Uh, so I had to learn some of that stuff. But what I realized is that it really wasn't my forte and it wasn't something I wanted to keep pursuing. Like I didn't want to be a designer. I didn't want to be a programmer. Um, so I had to hire people for that, for Triswim Coach. And I was able to do that successfully and build teams and, and create partnerships where the, uh, like I was utilizing their skills and build, helping build my business. And so that led me to want to uh, start a business of my own where I help other people doing, do the same things as what I did. So I ended up um, – I ha- thought of an idea to start an agency – and as I went down that path a little bit, I realized that that was a little too much, uh, a little, little more than I wanted to do. So I narrowed it down to those two areas that I kind of struggled with, which is the design and the programming aspect. And um, I know that that gets in the way for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like they, they get stuck in the mud with all this stuff and they just feel like, oh, I can't move forward until I finish this, this page or whatever it is. And then they're there for a week and it's like super frustrating. So that was where I, I started Work Hero which, um, it's a subscription service. So you can submit as many tasks as you want to us. So it's unlimited, uh, tasks in, having to do with WordPress and also design, graphic design. So, uh, so that's where we are today. I, I launched it uh, about a year ago and, um, yeah, we're just moving along.
0: Um, that's, that's awesome. And it's, it's very, um, it's funny that you say your, your two, um, weakest points in, in starting the, the business was design and, uh, development because Emily is actually our lead designer and I'm one of the the developers at our company. Um, So it's, it's kind of, um, we have the whole gambit here. Um, So So one thing that I would love
2: to clarify a little bit more is whenever you say tasks regarding design and WordPress, if I were your client, could I come to you um, with, you know, the task that, Hey, I want to add a new marketing landing page about, X, um, would you create that content and create the entire page, or how much of that would you control and and uh, produce for the client?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we don't do any of the content, so they have to come with the content, but we'll help uh, set up the page, whatever they need in terms of uh, setting up that page. Uh, we, we and we can work with WordPress, and then we also work with all, all the plugins like Lead Pages and optimize Press and and that kind of thing. But we look at tasks as something that can be done in maybe an hour or less. And, um, it's, that's kind of vague because you may think as a customer, like, well, what is, you know, is this an hour or is this, but, but we try to clarify that right at, right up front. So it's, um, if you had a, like, like that kind of thing, like I want to, I want to build this page. Well, that's kind of general. So we'll have you break it down just like what exactly needs to be done and what exactly do you want? And we, we uh, ask questions like what, um, what is your style preference and things like that so that we can get a real you know, really solid understanding and be able to do it. And, uh, you know, quickly because we want to return, we want to get everything done, like completed within one to three days. That's what we, that's kind of what we say. We don't promise anything. We don't say it'll definitely be done in th- within three days, but that's ultimately how we want to work.
0: Have you ever had, um, have you ever had a, a client or somebody, so they, they've signed up for your, your work, your work, hero monthly subscription service. Have you ever had, um, anyone like um try to take advantage of that like kind of give you like a task too big or something that you knew wasn't more than you know the the monthly fee that they're paying for
1: uh, yeah earlier on we had i think that's really only happened one time and uh there was a it was a definitely a project and one of our customers gave it gave us this project and there was a couple of problems and they were really basically our fault for not being clear. Um, He expected that we could design this page and optimize press uh, within, I think it was four days. I think he was like, I need, it was like two Monday and it was like, oh, I need this by Friday. And we went ahead with it without really, you know, doing a lot of clarification. And it got, it got really stressful because we were not finishing it. It was taking a lot longer. It was a huge project. And what we learned from that is that we needed to just break it down and just say, okay, what are the steps that we need to do here? And, and we can't promise that the, the time frame. that that just doesn't work. So, um, that we got that done. We actually did it in time, but it was like a lot of stress and he was putting a lot of heat on us and like, Hey, what's going on? And it was like, you know, kind of one of those things that we definitely learned from mm-hmm. and, and updated our processes from that and everything. But um, since then, I don't I can't think of any time when it was like someone was taking it like we thought someone was like taking advantage. Because I, I think the way we have it set up, it actually there isn't really um, people can't really take advantage. I mean, we're going to do uh, whatever tasks that you give us and some of them are going to be fast and others that might take a while and we'll do them one at a time. Um, and most people just send in a, like a batch of tasks and then they kind of disappear for maybe a few days or a week and then they send us another batch. So it's not uh, it hasn't been overwhelming at this point. But if we ever get to that point where it seems like, OK, we're getting inundated, I just hire more people. I mean, that's that's my solution.
2: That's yeah, great. So um just for even more clarification for myself, um, so what I'm understanding is maybe a firm like Pixel and Hammer, our firm, would develop the website. Um, yeah. And we know that one of the largest uh, issues that our clients have, if they are not staffed for it, is maintaining that. And we offer solutions for that. But um, sometimes they just need things every so often. You would fit in that um in into complete those tasks for them rather than having to create some sort of big plan with an agency like us. They can get minor tasks and updates created to that website, but you don't create the websites, correct?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you hit it, hit the nail on the head. Um, that's yeah, that's exactly what we do. And and I've actually talked to some developers and some designers and uh, working with them on that exact thing, where they may have overflow, where it's like they design it and then. They don't want to keep doing the work like every little thing that that customer wants. They want to let it go and then we can take over from there if it makes sense.
2: That is fantastic. Um, I Kudos to you for finding that need within the market because it is, it is a need that we see every day. Um, mm-hmm. As a firm that works on larger websites and larger projects, one of the things that bogs down our team are those little requests that come through. And we love our clients. We want to be able to support them. Um, but that does take a chunk of our time every week that, that takes us away from those really, really large projects. So that's, that's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. Feel free to send them over to work here. (laughs) Great.
0: No, um, I did see, I was, I was browsing on your website and I did see the, um, the affiliate program. So I, I, uh, we might, we might be signing up for that soon. I'm We're all about business deals right here on the I'm, podcast.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, yeah, all, uh, I'm all, I'm all about,
0: I'm all about the affiliate links nowadays. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, okay, let's, um, let's, let's take a turn here real quick. So, so, um, a little bit of background, um, Emily, so Emily is the owner of our, of our company's Pixel and Hammer. Um, so we do websites and graphic design and branding and logos and things like that. Um, and then myself, not only do I work for, um, Emily full time as, as one of her web developers, um, but I also, um, own a business of my own. We, we DJ film and do photography for weddings and events, um, in our area. Um, so we're both kind of in that entrepreneur, um, category. Um, have you maybe, um, experienced it for yourself or, um, maybe some of your clients or friends or people in your, uh, inner circle, um, have experienced this, this, this entrepreneurial, uh, burnout per se um, how, why, why do you think it is so prevalent now? Um, and, and how, how do you personally, or how do you think people can, can prevent that, um, as, as business owners?
1: Yeah, I love that question. And, uh, I, I've actually thought a lot about this, this whole idea of burnout and I've, I've struggled with it myself for sure. Uh, and I've got a lot to say about that. Actually, (laughs) there's a lot of things that come to mind. I mean, I guess the first thing is uh, our culture is uh, American culture is very much uh, promoting, promotes the idea of like working long hours and not sleeping enough. It's like, that's heroic in, in most, uh, areas. Like it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that you, you get praised for, you know, like, Oh, I've, I've only slept like 10 hours this whole week and I've been working so hard and people are like, Oh, good for you. You're just, you know, you're just doing such a good job. But meanwhile, like you look at the reality of that, and it's like not sleeping enough is, um, you know, that the the latest research has shown that that is leaves you prone for cancer. Like not getting yeah. enough sleep, and it's like so you want to cut your life short and then have a lower quality of life as well. Uh, to do what? Like what's the point of that? Like that's that's where I start with is like you know you got to question why you're doing it, and then so then it's like, OK, so, you know, I think one of your questions was something about like what makes you get out of bed? And that's where this comes in is like, what's your why? I mean, I know it's kind of over it's over talked about, like, what's your passion and all that. But but what is the, the driving thing that's 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 getting you going? And are you are you really actually uh, is the reason that you're working? Is it because you're actually really excited about this thing or is it that you just want to fill up this time with work because it's it, it makes you feel good or. It, it's it looks good to everyone around you and, you know, that kind of thing. So there's those things. But um, as far as like uh, how I've done the prevention of that or t- sort of trying to avoid the burnout is uh, focusing on one thing. Um, I'm not very really good at that because I, I like I have ADD and I kind of get myself involved with other things. It sounds like you guys have that little bit of that yourselves. Um, yes, but the, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) But but focusing on, you know, kind of try to narrow it down to one thing and if not, like kind of automate the things that whatever the other things are doing. Um, And then you I know one of your podcasts, you talked about vacations and you know how people a lot of people just don't take vacations or whatever. I I think there's definitely a time and a place for vacations. But even just breaking it down to the day to day, your day to day life. uh, I know a lot of people that just work all day on business it's like 9 10 11 hours and they're not they're inside they're at their computer they're staring at the rectangle and they're just like and i'm like i i just cannot figure out how they do that without getting burned out maybe that's maybe they are uh, burning out but for me it's like i there's there's a couple things that i do like for the day-to-day and one is to try to get out into nature even if it just means like going for a short walk and seeing a little bit of nature somewhere like for me i live by the bay in san diego and so i can walk down to the bay and just even seeing the water out there like that to me is like a little bit of a a shift a mental shift and a break and that that can keep me going so that i'm not just constantly doing the same thing all the time and staring at the screen and and i think that's a really good way to avoid burnouts is to get consistently get out into nature because there's there's tons of science behind The fact that we do well as humans, if we can get into nature on a regular basis and living in these cities that most of us do, it's actually not that healthy just to stay surrounded by these concrete buildings. And um, and that's all you see. So, you know, I'd say getting into nature. And then the second thing is uh, figuring out what your most productive times of the day are and don't deviate from that. Like I used to just think, oh, I got to work eight hours because I came from the corporate world where everybody just works like from, you know, eight to five or eight to six or whatever. Yeah. And I, I just sort of was mimicking that because it's it's just what I knew. But it turns out that I don't do that well in the afternoons. Like I'm not really a great, you know, I'm not really at my best between like one and about 3 p.m. And I used to just fight that and try to work through it. And I would struggle. But what I realized is that I can get a lot more done if I focus on, you know, just for me, it's morning. Morning is my good like solid productive time. And I can just focus on that and then take, take that break in the middle of the day, go for a walk, do a workout, eat lunch, whatever it is, and then come back three, three thirty something like that. And then I'm, I'm feeling much better refreshed and I can tackle like two, three, four, two, three more hours of work and, uh, it works out much better. So,
0: I uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that, um, I love the nature tip. I love the, uh, I love that, and that's something that I, I personally don't do. Um, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm an indoors kind of guy. Um, yeah. So it's a, you know, when I'm when I'm here, I'm at the computer. When I'm home, I'm at the computer in front of the TV, and I think, um, I think that just might be my key. I <laughs> think maybe maybe we'll start with that. Um, see some exercise yeah. in my future, maybe.
2: I can agree with that. I think that I fell victim to that um, that whole, like you said, the, the heroism of um, working so hard, working 14-hour days and not sleeping so that I can get my projects done and, and show off my great work. But at the end of the day, I'm not giving my body enough rest. Um, so what we've done here at our culture is um, today, Levi and I are the only two in the office. There's a, there's a couple on vacation. There's some working wow. at home. Um, and we allow people to have that personal time. Um, and yeah. I think that that helps stop, at least from an employee standpoint, they're not building resentment for their schedule that they have here and the deadlines that they have here, because we're giving them that, that freedom to make those choices and to have that downtime. Um, and I think that that's, that's super important, but now also, uh, you know, um, I give myself a lot more freedom to take time off. And I find that my work is of much higher quality and I have the brain power to push through, you know, a big project, uh, working less hours. So I would say a year ago, I was working on average 12 hours a day. Um, and now I am at about nine and a half. So I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, but I, I feel a lot better every day.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And you mentioned exercise too. Like that's, that's another thing is like, I just do something every day and it doesn't matter if it's some tiny little thing like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I went for a 10 minute walk. Like that's to me, it's like I did something. And that's, that's really, I think the key is it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I spent an hour in the gym and blah, blah, blah. But you know, and maybe you do that sometimes, but it's, uh, you know, I think just moving and getting out and doing something active is, is important to keep yourself alert and, you know, physically healthy. And, you know, I've had some issues with from sitting too much. And I, I, you know, that's it's like, I'm doing more standing desks now. And I'm making sure that I'm getting those walks in, like on a regular basis. And that's, I think that's helped a lot.
2: Yeah, I've actually been researching uh, exercise ball chairs right now. I think that's our next step. Um, (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how um is your do you, do you guys have like a physical office location or do all your uh, work heroes work like remotely?
1: It's all it's all remote. Uh, I'm in San Diego and that's where I spend most of my time. But I have teams in Philippines and Eastern Europe and then I have people in Brazil as well. So it's kind of spread out. Um, we, yeah we don't have an office. I I work from an office some of the time, like part-time, but, um, I also work from home and then I work on the road or wherever I am. So it's, uh, it's fully remote. Um, and that, that's really, really good. And I wouldn't have it any other way, but of course it, it also comes with challenges. And, uh, we try to, we try to like overcome some of those challenges of not having that like physical, like, you know, face to face, uh, aspect by using Slack a lot. So right, that, yep. that kind of helps, you know, somewhat. So
2: that's fantastic because we actually, we allow work from home, but we enjoy each other. So a lot of us come into the office every day, but we still use Slack here and prefer that rather than, you know, yelling across our open, <laughs> open uh, floor plan here at the office. So that's fantastic. Our, yeah, um, and, and
1: you guys were, you guys were like friends before you started the company, right?
2: Uh, some of us were. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that's awesome because I I just think that you know when you have a when you're when you're spending all that time working, it's like it's really nice to be friends with the people that you're working with. It's, it helps so much.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think there's um there's at least an hour, maybe a little bit more than that every day where we're like, you know, checking out the latest uh, you know YouTube video or some GIF or joking around about about something inside the office that's that's not work related. And I think that's our kind of our in-office escape um that kind of and by you know one two three o'clock most of us need it um and it's it's pretty necessary Mm -hmm. just to kind of keep the day sane um you know because if that phone rings one more time it's like
1: (laughs) so
2: how do you um nurture a culture in an entirely remote team
1: Yeah, that's so we start with Slack and uh, trying to use a lot of a a lot of Slack. Like, I guess there's a few things there. Um, One is that we set out like at the beginning. I have a partner and he's actually in Brazil. And we set out at the beginning with this idea that this the the concept of culture is it's kind of one of those things where I think a lot of people hear that word and they're like, oh, God, culture. Like, what is that? Like, we just need to get the work done and but we took it really seriously and we're like it, we ha, we kind of have to have some kind of culture we have to like put this in at the beginning and so we wrote a lot down right right at the beginning before we even did anything we started creating documents that outlined our cult, our company culture what we wanted what we expected and what we wanted and it's a lot a lot of it has to do with freedom you know a lot of it is like we want to allow people the freedom to work whenever they want and to make to be able to make suggestions like we don't want this top down hierarchy like every corporation has, like it doesn't work. It didn't work for me. And I know, you know, there's so many other ways to run a business. So we, we set out that outline right at the beginning and try to keep reinforcing that as much as possible. And so from a day to day perspective, it's stuff like, you know, adding things on Slack that have nothing to do with work and, you know, making sure that people feel like, They are part of a team. So, you know, like anything from recognizing birthdays to just posting like a nice picture. Like I I came across a picture. I have a guy that's in Albania and I came across a picture of this beautiful mountainside in Albania and I just posted it and I, you know, I tagged him and it was like, you know, just just a little recognition, stuff like that, where it it just kind of even though we're not face to face, it sort of still feels like a team. And we call them heroes. We're work heroes, so everybody's a hero on the team. And we don't really have titles. I'm not like against titles, but I just it's just one of those things that just sort of you know that's we just you, we can call ourselves whatever we want. Whatever if it makes sense to to have a title, then great. But if not, you know it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. So so how do you um is there is there a language barrier um with uh with having uh, your your heroes in, in all those different countries? I mean, I think all the ones you mentioned are, or at least most of them are prominently English-speaking.
1: Yeah, no. Um, when I am hiring people, I that's one of the requirements we have is to be fluent in English. So um, I started with the Philippines because that's where I'm used to hiring people. I've hired a number of people from the Philippines over the years. And uh, it's, it's not like it's an automatic there. I mean, the Philippines... English is uh, very prevalent, but there are plenty of people that either don't speak much English or just just do not have a good grasp of English. So, those people I just wouldn't hire. Like, there's no skill set in the world that would b- allow me to bring them on because each um, when a customer comes into our uh, site, they are actually assigned a hero, so they're working one-on-one with that with that team member. So it's very important that their English is excellent. Um, Brazil actually has a very low level of English fluency. That was a little bit more like lucky on my part. This I wasn't. I wasn't seeking people out from Brazil, but I started my partners there, and uh, and then he had somebody that was a, a really great designer who's there, and they know English. So it was just that was just kind of luck of the draw. But yeah, otherwise, and Eastern Europe has some of the best English in the world. I mean, it's amazing. Like. These guys speak like Americans pretty much.
0: So do you have um, do you have do you have clients in all of those different countries or is your client base mainly here in the states?
1: Um, it's spread out a little bit but it's mostly in the states. I have one I think in one in Europe and um, I have another one that's a digital nomad so I don't you know he's bouncing around the planet. Right. So, but, but it is mostly U.S. based so far.
0: So then, and what, what is, um, what, what is a, uh, maybe you can just give me a couple industries. Obviously we don't need any names, but like, what sure. is your, what is your client base like?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so actually small digital agencies are, that's some of our main uh, customers. So uh, I started out with thinking that people that were doing things like what I did with my swimming site were would be a perfect, customer, but it hasn't really worked out that way. Um it's more on the side of people that have agencies that have ongoing work. That's the key is ongoing work because a lot of people that have come in and done our free seven day trial, they have like a couple of tasks and we do them and they're like, Great, thank you. Um don't need any more and it's like they're they're like and I asked them, Oh, you'd you like to sign up? No, because we probably won't have anything else for another month. Right. So that's not really an idea. But we have these agencies that are like they're super busy. They have their own stuff. They have client work. Um, and they're they're constantly sending us tasks. So that's like really the kind of the sweet spot. And obviously the larger agencies probably not our best because they've usually got that stuff handled, taken care of some other way. But the smaller to medium size, that's, that seems to be the sweet spot. So
2: we are your perfect target market. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. great. No, I, I, I do. Uh, that's super interesting. I do think that that's a need that that we have um, in our market. Um, I'm interested to you know, given that you have a fully remote team and you also work with agencies like us, how you um, manage your projects. Do you use certain project management tools?
1: Yeah. Um, I just actually did a presentation on uh, kind of automating and saving time in your business yesterday. And um, we, we have quite a few tools that we use. I, I, I'm kind of a minimalist, but then I look at all the tools you use and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not exactly with everything we have going on. But um, for internally, for handling like our own tasks, like growing the business, we use Trello and um, we use Zapier to connect everything up. And I don't know if you guys use Zapier, but.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we, I don't think we We don't use it, and uh, I've heard of it, so I know it's okay. It's it's basically just a, an if-else yeah. software, right? So if you do exactly. something here, do this on here
1: kind yep. of thing. Yep. Yeah, it, and it's super easy. It's You don't have to be technical to right. set it up. It's it's just, yeah, you can connect everything easily. And so, yeah, we use Trello, and then um, we have a system. So for the customers, when they sign up, they go into this portal system. It's called Ryke W R I K E. And that's where they can, they can fill out the form to say, you know, th- this is what our business is and these are the tasks that we have. And then they can track uh, and we can also track all the tasks that are going on and we can see who, who it's assigned to and uh, when it was assigned and what the process, what the progress is. And so that's where we handle like all the customer stuff in that right system. And that's connected to everything. So we can see, it'll give us updates in Slack And so we know what's going on. Um, And then we use MailChimp for emails, So we have some automated emails with MailChimp. And let's see, what else do I have? Oh, um, this is another one that we just added. And it's called Carrot. Have you ever heard of this? I have not, no. Okay, so if you use Slack, um, you know that like, you could go back and forth on Slack. And maybe there's some important information but then a month later it's kind of lost and you're like wait where was that which channel was it and hmm. you know where do i have that with carrot you can add whatever that is and you can have you can just create like a not a file but just like a post kind of almost like a post and it's saved in carrot and then you can link to that so that stuff in slack doesn't get lost so it seems almost like overkill it's like oh we have this other software to do something that this software doesn't do. But so far it's kind of cool and I kind of like it. It's just, it's easier to keep track of a lot of things.
0: Got it. So like if you have like, um, an important link or a bookmark or question that needs to come back to yeah. a couple of weeks later, you can just quick snip snap and then there it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just kind of more like permanent stuff versus Slack, which is always kind of moving.
0: Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, how in this, how in this industry do you, um, maybe just for your personal, um, personal work that you do and, and obviously the, the heroes that you have around the world, um, how, how do you ensure that they're, that they're keeping up with like the latest and greatest industry trends, um, you know, design trends and, um, are they, are they dedicated like certain, um, like hours a week or months or year or whatever it may be to, to kind of research, or on their own time, or just um, just throughout the years, I guess to the, the projects, maybe that kind of comes up.
1: Yeah, I actually leave that to my project managers, who are also on the, the team. So we have a technical team and a design team, and my uh, the technical team kind of lead. Well, he does both. I mean, he's doing he's doing the work. He's also doing the project management. Um, so I he helps with making sure that all, each of the developers gets whatever they need and he'll keep them updated on anything that's changing. Um, and then the same thing with, I have a designer who does fills that same role. So I'm not actually involved in that. Like I'm not sitting there and finding the latest and sending it out to people. If I do come across something, I will post it, but I'm not, um, that isn't something that, that's more like kind of handled it with our, with our project managers. And we try to take so I mean, we're really small. Uh, so we're and we're we're growing, but we're trying to take uh, not hire too many people. Like we hire all the heroes, but then as contractors. But then we don't want to hire like a full on project manager at this point because we have people that are doing that in, in conjunction with their daily tasks and everything.
2: How much um, input do your heroes have in the tasks that are? are created by say an agency like me or a, another entrepreneur that might be utilizing your service?
1: Yeah. How much input? So like, so can they help with
2: the strategy or, um, yeah, yeah. Things like that.
1: Yeah. We've, we give them a lot of freedom and they, they can ask for help anytime. Um, it's very easy for them to ask us for help but uh they have a lot of freedom and we you know I try to hire the best people I can find and uh th- then I give them some training and then yeah that's it's really up to them if if they have any issues or questions then they can go for help but but I give them a lot of freedom
0: so i know on your on your um on your website it says that they uh, you guys provide um templates for social media, but do you do you provide any type of, of marketing or strategy or scheduling or posting of, of social at all for for your clients?
1: No, we, we don't do that. And that's why one of the things that we talk about is that we're not trying to replace a VA. So if, if you want, like you mentioned, like posting social media, like that would be a great job for a, VA, a virtual assistant to, to manage. Um, yeah, we don't do that. We, we just stick with WordPress development and design ta- ongoing tasks and uh, we so we try not we try to be very specific and not not deviate into other other realms but we do get a lot of requests for uh particularly seo that's one of the ones that we get all the time that we did we just don't do so um we refer people but just yeah keep to our specialties i
2: think that's smart seo is its own monster <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> totally yeah some people don't realize that they think oh just you know just do my SEO. It won't take very long. It's like, no, that's <laughs> quite a project.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, um, uh, so as, as, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you've been doing the, you know, the, um, the swimming and the, the tri swim coach and the, those websites and as well as work hero. Um, so what, 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 what fundamentally uh, drives you in the work you do? So like a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, like they chase, like they want success and recognition and, and those are kind of like loosely defined. Um, uh, So like for you, what, what is your, your underlying motivation that gets you, you know, out of bed?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. A couple of things that, that motivate me. uh, Well, let's see uh, the one – so with, with Tri Swim Coach, I started that with having a passion for swimming and training and, like, uh, fitness. And and so that's sort of been fulfilled. And I, I – it's – with swimming, there's only so many things that you can say. Um, now, so I've – I'm not that excited, honestly, about, like, teaching people swimming anymore. That was, like, a few years ago, many years ago. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I moved on from that. But what happened when I built Tri Swim Coach was that I started really getting – excited about building the business and all the things that go into that and the challenges that go into that, like, that's what really motivated me was to solve all the problems that came with the business. So, um, I got to a certain point where I had a lot of things automated and try Coach was kind of like humming along and I'm like, I, I want a new challenge. So that's when I started work hero. And what really actually motivates me is I know that every day I'm going to be solving problems and you know, like solving issues. And that is really fun. Like that's, that's what I like. I like to, to be involved and, and like that. And then just being like, I feel like having this business gets me in touch with so many really interesting and uh, really interesting people that are doing uh, exciting things like you guys, you know, like we wouldn't be talking if I didn't have work hero. And I feel like just having this business and growing it, it, it sort of forces me out of my comfort zone. And then it forces me to make so many more connections than I, than I otherwise would. And I, I just, yeah, I really like that. Um, and then on a, on a little bit deeper level with the fitness stuff, like I'm really passionate about, uh, being healthy and, and living a really, um, just a, a, really like healthy and fit and, and happy life. And I think that's something that I, you know, I could see down the road, uh, teaching, like I'm actually, one of the things I'm doing, well, I haven't been really consistent at, but I'm studying to become a health coach. And so that's something that I want to do sometime in the future when I'm not, you know, running these businesses. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's really, it. And I see the long term potential of, uh, of work hero and trisumber coach. And I see a lot of freedom in my future. So that's another thing that motivates me is like, I'm going to be like, I'm building businesses that are, that can kind of run themselves eventually, you know, like right now I'm working really hard on work hero, but The idea of it is I'm not going to be involved in the business very much, you know, a year from now, two years from now, and it should be able to just kind of grow and run on its own because we're building the systems that will allow that.
0: So do you, um, so with that freedom, a little bit off the wall question, um, one of the, one of the latest, I I don't know if it's a trend, but uh, a couple, a couple local guys I know who are doing it and I might potentially start doing it next year for myself and there's a couple bigger guys that do it as well but um do you do you foresee like a um like a kevin k daily vlog on youtube happening to to kind of help promote this work and show what you do and and uh be like the front face of of the business a little bit
1: I uh, you mean for as far as work here goes
0: yeah or i mean just or the swim coach Generally. or or just in general yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting uh, question. I, I've kind of, I've enjoyed the time I've had being the behind the computer and not doing a whole lot of like, like being the face of the business. I, I mean, I, I started TriSoom Coach and I was the TriSoom Coach, so I sort of am the face, but I'm not like out there doing a lot of videos with, you know, with me. So um, it's something that I, I have been thinking about a lot, but I can't tell you that I'm, I'm going to do that in the near future it's probably, you know, like maybe sometime next year I might start something like that. I think that 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 makes sense with, if I get into the health coaching a little more, that might make more sense. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I've, I've been, you know, I'm sort of more on the introverted side and I kind of feel like I don't want to be the face and, and have all the attention directed at me. So, so I've sort of held back on that.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's, um, I think that's, I think that's one of the biggest, um, that's one of the, the biggest workarounds for that. You know, it's like, you have this company and there's so much more behind it than just, you know, you. So that's, uh, the, the videos at that point won't really, um, sometimes they make sense and sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, so one, uh, one final question. And I think we'll, we'll, um, we'll wrap this up. Um, what is your, uh, and this is just off the wall. What is your, um, your favorite, uh, swimming event?
1: (laughs) Uh, Do you mean to 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 watch or Uh, well
0: to participate in? But I mean to watch works too. Either way,
1: um, since I don't compete at all anymore, um, an event for me would be to do an open water swim. And I actually I live here uh, in San Diego by the ocean, and I actually, to be honest, don't get to the ocean all that often. I mean as far as swimming oh, goes but yeah I know it's terrible it's it's going to change um I had an injury blah 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 like last year and and all that but uh so the event so I am going to be I decided to start training just about a month ago for this swim that goes from Europe to Asia and it's go. a 3.7 mile swim in off the coast of Turkey and you go you just cross the continental divide there and um it's in the middle of the summer in in the Mediterranean there and it just looks incredible so I, uh, yeah, I decided to start training for that. I'm not really in amazing shape right now, but I'm getting, you know, little by little. And so that type of thing is really exciting for me is, and not to race. Like, I don't, I I just want to do it. I just want to get out there and be like in the middle of the Mediterranean going, holy crap, I'm in the middle of the Mediterranean. I'm like, I'm in the continental divide. This is amazing. Like that's, that's kind of what, what more motivates me these days. Well,
2: first that just exhausts me talking about it. But second, what I think is really cool about that is as as an entrepreneur, uh, I think we're a special breed of people and I think that we have a ton of interest that we want to explore and do. Um, but I think that your business and your heroes allow those business owners to get rid of a lot of those tasks that they don't need anymore or that are taking up all of that time so that they can explore all of those options. So it's really cool to see you um, being able to take that off of their plate, but then also explore things that you're interested in in your life as well.
1: Yeah, it's really all about freedom. You know, that's something that is really important to me. It's my highest value is, is having being able to have freedom. And so it's, you know, it's tough to do if you're doing everything in your business.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, awesome. So, uh, Kevin, where, where, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about uh, Work Hero and, and everything you're doing over there?
1: Yeah. They can just go to useworkhero.com. That's our website. And, um, yeah, if, if they want to contact me, we have a contact, uh, form there. I, I'm actually, I just changed that contact form. So I'd love it for if people would click on that and use it because instead of a typical, uh, contact us form, which goes to email, ours is going now to uh, Facebook messenger. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm starting to experiment with that and see if that, uh, it's a little bit better because I, it'll go to their phone. Like if they send a message on messenger and then we reply, uh, with the autoresponder that goes to for their sure, phone to their so phone. they see it right away and we're right in the top of their mind so i'm I'm kind of excited about that
2: well you should check back in and let us know how that's going
1: yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> for sure yeah I think I, I'm yeah I already had a guy I had a guy test it yesterday and I was like it's just cool to see it on like his phone just pop up and like yeah that's that's what we want to that's where we want to be
2: also Kevin I think I see snow outside of our window right now so yeah. do me a favor and go to the the beach today um, yeah. <laughs> and think about <laughs> us.
1: Wow, you guys are having snow is already. It, yeah, we're. Uh, it's, I mean, I shouldn't even tell you what the weather is here. It's, like, uh, it's probably. I think it's 79 today. Yep, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh. yeah, we're in that season. Okay, um, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, like uh, he said, you can go to com. All of Kevin's information and uh, Work Heroes links and everything else will be in the description of this episode down below. Um, my name is Levi. Thank you guys so much for listening to another podcast episode of the Agency Hour podcast. Emily, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, and thank you, Kevin. Kevin.
1: Thanks, thanks to both of you, Levi and Emily. That was really fun, and I really enjoyed being on.
0: All right, guys. We'll see you next time.